and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. The following episode was recorded live at SHRM 2021 in Las Vegas. You may hear more background noise in this episode compared to what you're used to. Enjoy. On this episode, I have Jennifer McClure with me. We are again at the Sherm Expo floor as you hear the noise in the background. But Jennifer, thank you so much for jumping on with me. Oh, thank you for having me today. So I was really excited to bring you on. I'd love if you could start with maybe telling us a little bit about your background and your journey in the HR space. Sure. Well, about 20 plus years as an HR leader and executive, then spent about three and a half years in executive search on the other side of the table, helping companies find leaders for their organizations. And since 2010, I have had my own company called Unbridled Talent, where I am a professional speaker and trainer and do a little bit of executive coaching. And I'm also the chief excitement officer of Disrupt HR. Ah, I love that title. I think that's so much fun. How did you get into full-time speaking? Well, it was, I think, you know, one of those things that I'd never really even met someone who was a speaker or thought about it, but I was uh, an HR leader in an organization and we had to do union avoidance training every year. And I did all the training in the organization and union avoidance training was my least favorite because you just can't make that fun. Right. Um, so I actually engaged a consultant that we used for some engagement surveys and other things and asked him to do it. And he had been, uh, he was in his seventies, he was retired, um, industrial relations executive from General Motors. And so he had our supervisors laughing and he was telling great stories. And he's, I'm sitting on the back row going, this guy is actually making the worst training possible fun. <laughs> and that looks like something I'd like to do one day. But I was about 10 years into my HR career at that time. And I said, you know, but he's got all these great stories. And while I got stories, any HR person has stories. Right. Um, I probably need about 20 years worth of stories. And so I just kind of like put that in the back of my head and said, maybe in 20 years, I'll revisit the idea. Totally forgot about it through a random set of circumstances started being asked to come in and teach companies about LinkedIn and using social media for HR and recruiting and networking and kind of went, oh, hey, that's the speaking thing that I like to do. So did that for a little while. I was still doing executive search and then eventually felt like I had enough kind of steam behind me to start my own. And you totally tuned me up for my next question, which is really what we're going to center around personal brand. Okay. Um, so what's your definition of personal brand? I, um, I believe Jeff Bezos stole it from me, but I've seen the quote attributed <laughs> to him. <laughs> but it's really how others perceive you as compared to other people in similar positions. So I'm a professional speaker. There are other people that do that as well. But what makes me different? What makes me unique? And that's part of my personal brand. How have you used your personal brand then to get some of these speaking opportunities that you have? I mean, you're at the Sherm, right? National stage here. How do you leverage what you've created to do that? I think it's, you know, sometimes people, even today, after I spoke about personal branding today at the SHRM conference, someone came up and said, how do I share my brand? I'm new to this. I think when you are genuinely sharing what you learn, the work that you're doing, what you're passionate about, without thinking about it as personal branding or doing it for a means to an end, that's what really connects with people. So I love speaking. I love traveling. I love sharing stuff that I'm learning. And so ultimately that's 
how I get business. I don't really, I mean, I've never advertised. I'm a sole proprietor, so I don't, you know, have Facebook ads or anything like that. Um, I write. I share good work from other people. I share what I'm learning. And I share when I'm traveling and I'm out on the road and almost always uh, knock on some wood here after seeing that I'm at the SHRM conference this week more than likely will happen that someone will say, hey, I saw a tweet or a post you did from the SHRM conference. We are having a conference. Would you be willing to speak at our event? So it kind of, it works just by naturally sharing what I love. And I think that's the way most people should approach it. I think that can be um, a little intimidating for somebody who's just starting out. So how did you start taking those baby steps? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned you write. So I have a blog. I like to blog. and uh, But I don't share a ton of it yet because I'm still trying to define, like, what it is I want to be out there in the space and what my brand looks like. So what are maybe those baby steps to get started? Yeah. Again, when I was in executive search, um, I was discovering blogs in so, and I was also, I got on Twitter in 2008, and I think I joined Facebook sometime after that. So what I just did naturally was say, you know, I read this great blog post by Tim Sackett and share it with a, a thought about why I liked it. Um, and I tend to read things about leadership and, you know, LinkedIn, um, personal branding, human resources, talent strategy. Those are the things I'm interested in. And so that's what I tend to share. And ultimately, again, I think that's where, the magic actually happens because people then associate me with expertise in those areas, which, you know, hopefully I have some, but, <laughs> but really I'm sharing a lot of what is thought leadership from others, but because I'm curating it and sharing it, then people think, well, Jennifer knows leadership or Jennifer knows, you know, personal branding. And I don't necessarily have to have all of it be my work. Yeah. Um, so that does two things that builds relationships. Uh, it's easy. If you're learning, if you like it, just share it. Um, and it also helps you to kind of develop that uh, shine of expertise as well. So with personal brand, you know, you've turned it into your own career. But for those who are listening who don't want to become keynote speakers necessarily. Why not? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely want to have a personal brand. Um, what's the advantage of curating that personal brand and how that's going to impact your role in HR and how you partner with your business. Sure. Uh, I think HR people in particular are some of the ones that are hardest to convince that they really need to think about their personal brand. But as I said today in my session, attention is currency in today's world. So you may be completely happy in your job. You never want to think about leaving your job. Great. Fine. We all know that nothing necessarily lasts forever. Um, but the reality is opportunities can still come to you within your existing job. So a lot of people shut down personal branding because they say, I'm not looking for a job. Yeah. You know, I either, I'm very happy where I am or I don't want to be a speaker. You know, but they start thinking about these hard things. Um, but do you want to get invited to be a part of cool projects? Do you want to get promoted? Do you want to have the opportunity to have access or exposure to leaders in your organization? A lot of that will come if you start developing a reputation as being someone who has expertise in your field, someone who's connected with others. You know, there's a lot of things that personal branding can do for you personally in your career, even if you don't intend to leave your company. But in today's world, it also is a talent attraction tool. 
So especially for HR leaders, if your recruiters or even you are reaching out to people to try to recruit them to your organization, one of the very first things they're going to do is look you up on LinkedIn. Of course. And if they're not impressed, they're going to be, I don't want to work with those losers. But if they look at your profile and you're involved, you're active, you show expertise, you have, you know, some good uh, work assignments, you don't necessarily have to have even marquee companies. They say, this is a person I could learn from. You know, we all know people today are interested in career development themselves when they're taking new job opportunities. They want to be able to position themselves to learn from people. So make sure that your personal brand is something that attracts talent to your organization as well. How do you prevent against inauthenticity when it comes to developing your brand? Well, if you're inauthentic, it will probably trip you up right away. I mean, someone will either call you out on it or they'll ask you a question that you won't really have a good answer and you'll be exposed. I just don't see the point of it. I mean, if you're advertising that you're something that you're not, what for what purpose? You know, to get a, a role or an opportunity or, or something that you're not ready for, or not qualified for. Um, so I really hope that people think of it as, that's where I say it's personal branding is not necessarily, well, I'm going to go work on my personal brand today. <laughs> right. I think you have to be intentional about it. But the reality is, what are you excited about? What are you learning? Share that. Connect with people who are also excited about those things. That's genuine and authentic. And then it kind of builds on itself. I recently had a discussion with um, Tracy Shirk. She'll be on the podcast or will be had been on the podcast by the time this episode airs. And we were talking uh, offline about... Um, the experience of being fired um, and how kind of everybody should have that experience at once in their life to just live through it. So as we were preparing for this podcast, that really came to mind is you're working on your personal brand, you're going down that road, and then you have a hiccup. How do you handle that if you're trying to create this? Um, you're being authentic, right? So do you share that? Do you talk about what you learn? How do you continue your kind of personal brand momentum um, when you have a setback? Well, you have come to the right person for this question, having been fired myself <laughs> and quoted in my friend Laurie Rudeman's book, Betting on You, that everyone good gets fired at least once. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not encouraging anyone to get fired. I think that part of what, you know, that was during a time that was actually my last corporate role. I was the VP of HR and, um, you know, Offered to leave after we sold the company, but was convinced to stay, stayed longer than I should have, and then ultimately begged to be fired for months and then finally changed my mind that I was ready to stay. And my CEO was like, no, I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> but where I think the biggest growth for me in my career came from that experience. You yeah. Know, he and I are really good today. He's been my biggest client in, in both of the businesses that I've been in since then because I was vulnerable enough to recognize what my shortcomings were in the situation and what I did wrong and why the firing happened. And it was not his fault. It was all me. And so to call him within a, you know, a couple of months and say, Hey, we're good. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at you. And, and for him to be like, Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you and to really admit and be vulnerable. And then part of what ultimately back to your earlier question, how did I become a speaker? When I went into executive search after that role, I decided to give away 10% of my time to help senior executives in transition. Now, most people who know executive recruiters don't give away their time right. to people that they're not trying to place. But so many people had been helpful to me in that transition time. I decided to give away 
some of my time. So I had senior executives coming in. It was an opportunity for them to let me work on their resume, show them how to use LinkedIn, talk to them about networking. And what it ultimately turned into, people don't like to think about it, whether they're the executive or they think about it, they're very vulnerable if yeah. they're in career transition. And what ultimately started happening was so many of them I could see had a career wound, is what I call it. When we started talking about, well, tell me what you're going to say about why you left your last company or whatever, they'd start trying to say something to shine it up and make right. pretty. And I could see through it. And then I'd be like, you got fired, didn't you? And they, I mean, even grown men sometimes would cry because yeah. they're trying to figure out how to deal with this. I would share my experience. Look, I've been fired too. I'm okay. You know, we get past this. Learn, grow from it, use it, yeah. you know, share it with others. And then that helped them so much that that ultimately was when they wanted to bring somebody in to talk to their organization, they wanted to hire a coach. It built a trust with with them, with me, and I share it now, you know, podcasts and everything else. Yeah. Because it's something that is now part of my brand. So while that may not be possible in every situation, sometimes maybe you weren't the one at fault and it was just a really crappy situation, I, I'd say the same thing to everyone who sat across from me. How can you tell the story of what happened in a truthful way but in a positive looking forward manner. You know, this happened, I'm looking forward to what's next and I've learned a lot through the process and I've grown. You know, that's, that's both healthy as a human, but it also is going to be something that most people when you're interviewing or you're networking, they're not gonna wanna dwell on that either because they're riding that train with you on the positivity track. When you say, I've learned from it, I've grown, I'm looking excited to this, you know, next opportunity, your company really excites me and that's why I'm here today to talk to you about this. They're gonna be like, talk about you getting fired that's old news you know yeah. so some of it's how you choose to handle it and I think embracing it and figuring out what you learned you always you need to find out what you learned because if you didn't learn anything from getting fired there's some work that needs to be done it definitely <laughs> comes back to authenticity yeah. right you have to be genuine about where you're at um I too have had that experience of being fired from a role and it took me a hot second to be authentic about it but I learned so much from that experience and why I don't wish anybody gets fired. I kind of wish everybody has that experience of learning from failure because it so propels you in so many ways. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about what you were saying and about leveraging your brand and authenticity. And I'm curious if, you know, if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, you know what? I need to, make this an effort. I need to be intentional about developing my brand. What are maybe a couple steps where they can start? Is it LinkedIn? Is it a blog? Is it Twitter? What, you know, what is kind of the basics they should be looking at? Yeah, let's go back to the beginning. Let's start figuring out what you are passionate about, what you are interested in. Um, you know, if it's okay to say, I mean, I have a free personal branding workbook that you can download to kind of work through the process. And you can find that at jennifermcclure.net slash PB workbook. And we'll put that in the show notes for okay. anybody. <laughs> link for you. But you don't have to download that. I mean, it's really just a process to kind of help you work through what are the facts? You know, what are your skills, experience? And then what piece of that? Like my skills and experience, I've been an HR generalist. So I did benefits, employee relations, workers comp. 
I hate workers' comp. I hate benefits. <laughs> so I'm definitely not going to put that in my personal brand, even though I have that experience. But taking that inventory and then saying, well, what was I really good at? You know, yeah. what days were I in, was I in flow or whatever? What pieces of my job did I really enjoy? And then what are some things that I think I would enjoy or that, you know, I aspire to do? And then how can I work that in? And then I also encourage people to think about yourself as a whole person. You know, my brand is more than me as what I do for a living. My brand is also horses and Diet Coke and cupcakes and Keanu Reeves, you know. So Who doesn't like Keanu Reeves? Uh, not as much as me. But, you know, those are pieces that, you know, when Al, the Matrix trailer came out today and people are sending that to me, as long as people are thinking about me, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I think personal branding is much more than what you do. I love that. Um, how have you used your personal brand to help companies that you've worked for? Ooh, I think... Uh, since the last 12 years has been, I've been working for myself, <laughs> has really helped me. Um, but prior to that in executive search is when I really started discovering uh, personal branding and developing mine. Again, that's when I started blogging with, you know, their full support and permission, but it was a small family owned recruiting firm, very successful, didn't, you know, before I got there. But I think part of me building out my brand and becoming known, not just in Cincinnati and the region where they were primarily focused at the time, helped us during that time to really expand the business to more national and international searches. And now they're doing plenty of that, um, you know, not not just by my efforts, certainly by the owner and, and the owner efforts. But, you know, the work that I was doing, like starting LinkedIn networking groups, speaking in front of audiences, every time I showed up to do that, I was Jennifer McClure, Vice President Centennial Inc. And people would look up Centennial Inc. Oh, they're a recruiting firm. Let me, you know, maybe they have some roles or they could help us with a role. So my brand helped build the company's brand, even if it was a 35-year-old, you know, established company. I think that's so cool. And I think for those listening who are like, I don't even know where to start. I think you gave some really practical ideas about figuring out what you're passionate about and what was authentic to you. Um, and you're already giving so much to your organizations. I know you are. The Those that are listening, we're all in this together. We've had a, a rough 18 months, but um, this is a, a really great time to explore this topic. So Jennifer, thanks for taking a few minutes to talk with me. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share with you today. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.